Hello, hello. Welcome to Holy Hunger. I am so excited that you're here and a little bit terrified that I am. So, um, yeah, to be honest, I never saw myself doing a podcast. This is completely new to me. In fact, podcasting in general is kind of new to me. I haven't really been a podcast fan until recently. Um, so when I felt God tugging on my heart and leading me in this direction, I was surprised to say the least and um, terrified because I have total imposter syndrome, y'all. I don't know what I'm doing or what I have to say that's important, but I know that God has a purpose. And if God is calling me to do something, then I refuse to hide from him. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do what he tells me to and be obedient and trust that he's going to handle the process. So here we are (laughs) and we're doing this thing, episode one of Holy Hunger. Um, I figured that this episode, it would be beneficial for me to introduce myself, tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about my backstory so that you know where this idea of Holy Hunger comes from and what you can kind of expect in the coming episodes. So I'm Shannon Lambert. I am an integrative nutrition health coach. Um, I am certified through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, where I have studied over 150 different dietary theories. And in addition to that, I've also studied um, holistic health from a whole being perspective. So at IIN, we study What IIN deems as primary food, which is not the food that is on your plate, but it is all the other things that matter so much when it comes to nourishing ourselves. So we study things like your relationships. We study your career and your goals and your ambitions. We study um, your spirituality and how that has an impact on health. We talk about physical fitness. We talk about um, the the food that is on your plate and your uh, nutritional health. Um, But IIN is a very comprehensive program. I am so, so blessed that I have gone through that program and I learned all the things that I did. In addition to being a certified IIN health coach, I am um, also a military spouse married to the love of my life, David. He is this handsome army officer who is actually currently deployed. So my heart is away from me at the moment. Um, (laughs) we've been married for five, six years now together for about 10 and, um, I couldn't ask for a better partner and I love him so dearly and I'm so ready for him to come home. I am also the mother of three. We have three children. Nate is my oldest. He is 14 years old, just turned 14. I can't believe it. He's officially a teenager and he's incredible. He's such a good kid. And then we have Liam. Liam is um, almost four. And he's my (laughs) typical middle child. He's my little tornado. He does not stop. That child is a take no prisoners (laughs) soldier. Um, He's amazing. And then we have our princess, Liz. She is our caboose, our baby. She is a little over two and a half now. She'll be three in May. And she's a total diva, a girly girl, and absolutely everything that I ever wanted when it comes to a daughter. So God has truly blessed me with my family. And um, I'm so, so thankful that I get to be a wife and mommy. And um, in addition to that, I am also an ordained minister. So I have a background in ministry. 
a very long history with ministry. I've actually been ordained and in ministry for over 15 years now. I'm really starting to show my age. It's actually getting closer to 20, which is just crazy. Um, <laughs> I felt the call of God on my life very young. I grew up um, the daughter of youth ministers. And um, at 12 years old, I felt the call of God to ministry. And I started with evangelism and it was amazing. I went to Bible college and then I went through a season where I really questioned my faith and I struggled and I was apart and away from God during a season in my life. And it was a very dark season, but glory to God, he calls us back and he refuses to, you know, let us go. He's constantly pursuing us. And so praise Jesus. I am back in the flow, abiding with my father again. And only recently did I feel the tug of God on my heart again for ministry. But this time it's a very different lens. It's a very different type of ministry that I feel God calling me to. And hence the podcast. That's part of why we're here. I really believe that God wants to do something in the lives of believers as it pertains to their health and their wellness. And and I believe that he wants me to be a part of that through this podcast and through my health coaching practice. And so that's why I'm here. I'm here to be obedient to God and just to yield myself to the Holy Spirit and let him do what it is he wants to do through this. So um, why health coaching? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> um, I actually have a degree in hospital administration. I never intended to become a health coach or to study nutrition, which I'm actually currently doing as well. I'm pursuing a master's degree in um, applied nutrition uh, with hopes of becoming a certified nutritionist and registered dietitian at the end of all of it. Um, but all of this actually has been a major pivot in my life, a big change that came about only recently. Um, I've always been relatively well. I won't say I've been healthy because I haven't always been healthy, but I've been relatively well in my life. I haven't dealt with sickness or disease or, praise God, any type of health problems for the majority of my life. And only recently did um, I have an encounter that really just drastically changed my life and the direction of my life. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about as we're getting started with this podcast. I want to tell you a little bit of my story, the backstory behind Fed Fit Family and Holy Hunger and where all of this comes from. So um, my youngest two children were doorstep children. They were back to back. Um, they're 15 months apart. And so Liam was born in 2017 and Liz was born in 2018. And in 2018, after Liz was born, I started to have a very rapid decline in my health. And um, it started with uh, some mental problems. I was dealing with uh, postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. At the time, I had not really identified those things for what they were. Um, I kind of felt like my hormones were off and it was normal. I had two back-to-back -back babies. What I was experiencing, you know, it, it didn't seem um, important or relevant to me. I, I did what most moms do and I really put myself on the back burner and said, you know, I'll just deal with these feelings. And um, it was really, really rough. I mean, it was pretty paralyzing anxiety at one point to the point where um, the biggest thing that I remember struggling with was driving. I had this this intense fear 
of car accidents, of being in a car accident, of driving and being in a car accident and having something happen to myself or to my children. We lived in New York at the time, in the mountains, West Point, New York, and I was just absolutely terrified of driving through those mountains and something happening and me being responsible for some horrendous accident. And um, so I, I didn't drive. I didn't get out. I didn't I was a hermit for for almost two years. I was a complete hermit and I I kept myself to a kind of a a 10 mile radius when it came to driving in the car. But I did all of this secretly. Like I didn't tell my husband that I was struggling with this. I didn't tell my family that I was struggling with this or that I had this horrible anxiety. I didn't seek professional help. I just thought, well, this is strange (laughs) and just continued to deal with it. Um, I was also dealing with some postpartum depression that I didn't recognize as depression either, where, you know, some mornings I didn't feel like getting up out of bed. I didn't feel um, motivated to do anything. Um, I I really struggled with cleaning my house. And as you get to know me, you're going to know that I am very much a type A personality. I like things to be cleaned and organized and I like systems. And so for me not to feel the motivation to clean or to have a clean house, you know, there were flags, there were warning signs, but I didn't recognize them as that because I had never dealt with mental illness or or with mental problems. I never dealt with depression. I never dealt with anxiety. So I didn't recognize those warning signs. I didn't recognize those flags. And it actually wasn't until um, the fall of the year that Liz was born. Liz was born in, in May. And it wasn't until the fall that I really started to think, hey, something's wrong. Something's going on here. And I should probably talk to somebody about it. Um, <clears throat> I had gone from you know, having these anxieties, having these fears and worries to um, now I was having some physical symptoms that were starting to happen in my body that I did not understand. I was dealing with joint pain, like the sudden onset of joint pain, specifically in my right hip. My right hip had gotten to the point where I was struggling to walk. I'd be pushing the the stroller with my children in it and I'd feel like my leg locked up on me. And I couldn't move, and I just have to stand there for a few minutes and and kind of catch my bearings. And and um, I was having trouble going up and down the stairs in our home. We had like oh my goodness, like fifteen stairs in our house that were really steep, and I would struggle to go up and down them. And I'd really struggle when it came to carrying the children up and down those stairs. And it went from my hip to now I was having pelvic pain and I was having back pain. And then suddenly my knees were starting to hurt and lock up on me. And I didn't know what was going on, but I was starting to get a little worried. So I went to seek professional help. I went to see a doctor. And um, essentially, I was brushed off. I was told that the back-to-back pregnancies had created a major shift in my hormones and that this was normal and it would all level out and I would be fine. And I was told that with my hip and my pelvis that this was also normal and my body needed time to heal and to recover. They did x-rays. There was nothing that showed up on the x-rays. So clearly there was nothing wrong with me. I mean, the x-rays didn't show anything. So there was nothing wrong with me, right? Um, (laughs) And so essentially I was told I needed to lose weight and I needed to accept that this was normal, (laughs) which it was not. It's not normal. It's not normal. Listen, if you are experiencing any of these things that I'm talking about, it's not normal. And um, I 
was so discouraged after I left that visit with the doctor that I essentially just said, well, whatever, I guess I don't need help. I thought I did, but maybe I don't. And I did what most moms do. And I put myself on the back burner and I was like, I'll just grit my teeth and bear it and get through this season. And so, um, months passed. I didn't seek any more professional help and months passed. And as a military family, we were scheduled to PCS, which means move. And we moved from West Point, New York to Kansas. And while we were in Kansas, um, my health continued to decline pretty rapidly. I was dealing with now the depression and anxiety, the joint pain. Now I was experiencing migraine headaches on a pretty regular basis. My vision was getting worse, which I, I, I don't have the best vision to start with, but my vision was declining. Um, I was experiencing acid reflux and GERD on a regular basis. I was on um, uh, medication for heartburn every single day, prescription medication. Um, and I had been on that since my pregnancy with Liam. So I'd been on it for years. And I was um, dealing with just all of these other random symptoms that were cropping up. Um, I was starting to get a rash underneath my arm. And I thought it was a reaction to deodorant. So I switched deodorants and it didn't really change things. I continued to have problems. Um, I did go back to a doctor about the rash and was told that um, it could have just been some type of bacterial infection. So they put me on an antibiotic ointment, didn't do anything, didn't change anything. So all these things were starting to happen and I'm in my thirties and I've been healthy my whole life. And I'm, I'm, you know, what is going on? What is happening here? And so, um, went through the fall and the holidays and kind of did the same thing where I did that mom thing. I put myself on the back burner. I just grit and bear it. Just get through what I need to get through, do what I need to do. And in February of 2020, I got so incredibly sick. We, um, my son, my, my oldest son had gone into school and he had caught some virus. Um, it, it, we didn't, we didn't test positive for the flu, but it was flu-like symptoms. And we were both very, very sick for a time for quite a, quite a period. So, but mine, mine didn't get better. It just got progressively worse. So it was like a flu that just would not end. I had fever and chills and upper respiratory problems, I to the point of going in and having chest x-rays at the hospital, making sure I didn't have pneumonia, you know, all of these things, I just could not get better. And from February through like March of the end of March, beginning of April, I was dealing with all these symptoms, um, all of these upper respiratory problems, trouble breathing. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely awful. So during that time, I of course went to seek professional help because we needed, you know, I needed to be on antibiotics and steroid packs and all these things. And while we were doing that, she, the doctor that I saw, I I talked to her about the hip pain, the unexplained joint pain and, and kind of all these other symptoms that I've been experiencing. And she told me she wanted to do some lab work. So she did some lab work. And while the labs were still out, 
um, while they were still being processed, I had an eye appointment because my vision had, like I said, been decreasing and I had been having problems seeing. I had really blurred vision, especially in my left eye. And um, I went to the optometrist and in the optometrist's office, he asked me, do you have an autoimmune disease? Do you have thyroid problems? And no, you know, I had never been diagnosed with any type of disease or anything because as I said before, I had been well for the majority of my life. And he told me that my optic nerve was severely swollen and he wanted to order a visual field test and find out why there was swelling on my optic nerve um, because it was not normal. And, and a lot of times it was associated with autoimmune issues, specifically thyroid issues. So I told him that my physician had ordered labs and that I had recently had my blood drawn. We were doing a full panel and we should know soon if I had any markers for autoimmune diseases and that she had also ran my uh, labs for my thyroid levels. So the next step was to wait for those results to come back. And they came back and the physician phoned me and she said, you are positive for the antibodies for autoimmune issues. However, every other test that I ran was inconclusive. Your thyroid levels are normal. There doesn't seem to be going anything going on with your thyroid. You were negative for rheumatoid. You were negative for MS. So she did a panel and, and you know, all of these markers for the different types of autoimmune diseases, there was nothing conclusive. So she wanted to refer me out to see a specialist so a specialist could run some additional tests to try to find out or identify whatever this unidentified autoimmune issue was. Well, it was February of 2020. So you know what comes next? COVID. COVID came next. Um, COVID happened. And just as I was having referrals processed to go see a specialist and to try to identify this issue that was going on with my immune system, um, everything shut down. Uh, we were on military post and the post shut down. The health facilities, they were not doing anything elective at the time, no additional testing or anything like that. So essentially everything got put on hold and the doctor called me and she said, you know, I'm sorry, we're in unforeseen circumstances. No one has any idea what's next, um, but we're going to have to hold off on getting you in with a specialist until after we know how to handle this situation with COVID. So this was February and the, the end of February. And um, I felt so hopeless, you know, okay, here I am. I've, I've seen a doctor and the first doctor brushed me off, said, there's nothing wrong with you. This is normal. You're going to be fine. And then the second doctor, you know, she did the, the lab work, but then we still don't know what's going on. We still don't have a solution. There's still no answer to this problem that I'm having and my health is just declining like rapidly. Things are just getting worse and worse. So what am I supposed to do? How do I manage these symptoms? How do I keep my body from getting worse? What do I do to fix this problem? Well, I didn't have a solution, but I did have part of the answer. I knew that there was something going on with my immune system. I knew that the markers had come back for autoimmune. So I dug in and I am a researcher and I just decided, look, I'm going to figure this thing out. So I started to research autoimmune 
diseases, autoimmune disorders, and research my symptoms. And um, of course, you know, with WebMD, you can come up with all kinds of stuff. So that was an interesting um, period where I was doing all the research and trying to figure out what was going on with my body. But essentially, I knew that I had an autoimmune and I knew that I wanted a solution. So I started to seek a more holistic approach. And um, long story short, I stumbled upon IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and I didn't hesitate. I just jumped right in. I said, listen, if this school can teach me what I need to know to fix this problem, I want in. So I jumped in and I decided to start studying holistic medicine and nutrition. I went on to learn that I was dealing with some systematic inflammation. I went on to learn that stress in my life had caused multiple problems. I went on to learn that my diet was insufficient for sustaining me. I had actually had food sensitivity testing done and found out that some of the foods that I was eating were actually causing reactions within my body and within my immune system. And essentially, I learned that everything that I was doing was contributing to this problem and making my symptoms progressively worse. So I, um, after doing the research, started to apply some of the things that I was learning about nutrition and about holistic medicine and whole body approaches. And in the application, in the process of applying these different things, I started to see some of the symptoms um, decrease and I started to see my body begin to heal and things began to change and I started to to feel better and I started to, you know, take my health back, take control of my health. And um, I thought, man, this is good. I, this is This is what I needed. This is the approach that I needed to take to see the change in my in my body and my physical symptoms but if you've hung with me this long and you're still here what 20 minutes into this podcast and into this story this is where things really get interesting this is where holy hunger comes in and the major shift occurs so I'm doing all these things I'm applying all the things that I've learned I am reducing my stress I'm practicing good self-care I am avoiding foods that I have sensitivity to. I am increasing the foods that I know that my body needs to nourish myself. I am exercising. You know, I'm doing all these things. And in the doing of all these things, I get completely and utterly overwhelmed and exhausted. I mean, who can keep up? You know, I'm doing this specific diet that is an elimination diet where I'm keeping all of these foods that are inflammatory out of my diet. So I'm essentially making meals for myself and then having to additionally make meals for my children because my children are not necessarily eating all the things that I'm eating. Um, Although I do believe your children should be eating healthy. You know, my children were eating healthy, but they weren't eating the exact same things that I was making. So I was making two meals. Um, I am trying to fit in workouts, but my body's still healing and, and still, I'm still struggling with some of that joint pain. And so I'm going and doing these workouts and then I feel like I'm hitting a wall with these workouts because there's certain things that I can't do that, that when I try, they cause physical pain. So I'm getting frustrated with that. 
I'm trying to practice self-care and trying to practice stress management, but I'm dealing with two toddlers now and a teenager. And so, and COVID on top of that. So we're doing virtual learning. So here I am trying to, to manage all the things and do all of these things. And I just find myself becoming more and more stressed and more and more overwhelmed. And as these things are happening and I'm trying to manage all of these areas, these things that I know I need to do so that I can heal my body, so that I can be healthy, so that I can take charge of my health. I'm doing all of these things and I find myself failing like again and again, I'm slipping and suddenly, you know, we're getting donuts for breakfast because mom doesn't feel like cooking breakfast because I just prepped a week's worth of food yesterday and I'm exhausted. Or we're um, eating out for dinner again because, um, you know, I had a long day with crying babies and I'm exhausted and I don't feel like cooking dinner. Or I'm going to skip the gym today and I'm going to skip the workout because the baby's sick and needs me. Or I only got two hours of sleep last night because, um, you know, the toddlers were in and out of my bed. So I'm trying to do all these things. I'm trying to manage all of these things and to apply the things that I've learned and the knowledge that I have about, you know, all of the areas of health that I need. And I'm failing miserably. I mean, I'm just spinning. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And I can't do this anymore. And that, my friend, is when the real, real change took place. Because when I got to that point, where I had all the head knowledge, I knew all the things I needed to do. I had sheets and sheets and sheets of notes on all of the things that would make me better. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it happen. And when I got to the point that I realized my insufficiency, I turned to him. And he changed me. Because he truly is the transformation that we need. Only by turning to him and acknowledging my weakness did he step forth in all of his strength. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians talks about a thorn in his flesh. He talks about something that the enemy tried to use to hinder him. But God turned it for his good. He says, in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. When I realized that I, in my own strength and my own knowledge, could not do what I needed to do to see the success that I needed, to truly have the healing that my body needed, I cried out to Jesus. And he answered me. And friend, I'm here to tell you that if you're struggling, that if your health is failing, that if you know what you should do, but you just can't seem to do it, that if you are not strong or capable, that he is. Philippians tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is through Christ that you can finally see the healing that you've been longing for. It is through Christ that you can 
be happy again. It is through Christ that you can lose the weight that you've put on and that every diet you have tried and attempted has failed. It is through Christ that you can have real victory. So right now, wherever you are in this journey, wherever you are in your health, whatever unforeseen circumstance you're facing, cry out to Jesus. He is the answer. Holy hunger. God-sized appetites. Desiring Him and His intervention in your life. That is the solution to your problem. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for every single person listening to this podcast. I pray for healing God, for their physical, mental, and spiritual being. I pray for whole and complete healing through you. I pray that that healing begins right now through the act of surrender. God, we give you our whole being, our mind, our heart, our body, our spirit, and our soul. We surrender it to you, knowing that you are the source of all good things. Father, we can't do this on our own. In our own strength, our strength is insufficient. But you, God, you are more than enough. You make us strong. You make us capable through you, God through you and you alone. So we surrender, God. We surrender our heart and our mind, our body and our spirit to you. We surrender and we ask you to make us whole. I ask, God, that you make every listener whole through your Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for developing a holy hunger within us. Make us hungry and thirsty for you, God, for your intervention in every area of our life. Give us godly appetites. Teach us, Lord, what we need to know as we walk forth in this life. I pray healing and blessings on each and every listener. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me for my very first episode of holy hunger. I hope that it has blessed you. It has blessed me just to pour it out and to let the Holy Spirit speak through me and to tell you my story. And I'm sure that there's going to be many more instances where I'm sharing with you about this path that I've been on, this journey that I've been on, that God is still working through, that God is still working on perfecting, that God is still, you know, creating healing and wholeness in me. And I can't wait to share it with you. I hope you'll tune in again as we dive deeper into the will and plan of God for your life, your health, your mind, your body, and your spirit.